Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame Football Saturday continues with Legacy Heating and Air Game Day and your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince Tatario. That's the beginning of the Notre Dame alma mater, which will be heard for the last time at home by the senior class of Notre Dame that started out in 2016 and fought their way to a continuing home game winning streak. Hopefully we can make it again today and complete two years of home wins. Your 16th and 15th rated fighting Irish in the Eagles of Boston College today is a resumption of what's called the Holy Wars between the two teams and it's senior day. So both aspects can provide some added focus and adrenaline to the Irish or it can add up to too much emotion and distraction. We're all going to see and hear that together about 2.30 p.m. today as kickoff occurs in about a 39-degree overcast sky here at Notre Dame Stadium. Right now we're in the cozy warmth of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites for the last time for this season. Not sure where it all went, but we're here. There's a good barbecue and nice and toasty if you're out walking around uh, just across the street and north of the linebacker lounge. Stop in the Ivy Court, meet the guests, have some barbecue, get some autographs and pictures. I'm ably assisted and more than that by my co-host next right here on my left Vince Sedario from Blue and Gold Illustrated and WSBT. Good morning. Good morning, sir. It's uh, it's nice to be indoors. Uh, it, it is. Woke up to that nice frost this morning, so mm -hmm. it must be late November in South Bend. So. And I like the fact that you still had that, you got that TV appearance look. You were going to do TV <laughs> right after the show last week. So you came in with no stocking cap. You were completely shaven, and your hair was look like it was professionally done, and you've kept that look. That's right, because uh, I don't have to be all bundled up th uh, this time around. And uh, uh, it was my wife's birthday yesterday. So we well, went happy out. Happy birthday! And, you know, to her. you can't look like a slob when you go out with your lovely bride. That's you better correct. Half. So I had to make sure that I was, I was uh, good to go, and it carried over to this morning. So there you go. Well, we got a great show today. We got a trio of guests that are going to talk about all sorts of different things. And how about we get started right away with our first guest? Three years we did. We welcome to our show. The current and longtime manager of the Hall of Fame BAM Chicago, a noted player in the Aeroparsegian days, a booster of uh, Notre Dame, philanthropist. If I could just go on and go on. And what, the best thing is he's just a plain, good, nice guy, and that's Peter Chivarelli. Good morning, Peter. Thank, thank you very much. Well, to glad here. to have you, and thank you because I know you always are entertaining every week, and to <laughs> leave your house right down the street to come here, uh, you know, we, I really do appreciate you doing that. Uh, my pleasure. Let's talk about, you know, let's just get a little sense of yours. Do you remember your senior day? Oh, yes, very much. Uh, yeah. What year and what, what do you remember the most well, about it was, that? It was the 1970 season. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going into our last game uh, at home. We were undefeated. We were playing LSU. And, of course, we had Joe Theismann and um, uh, their quarterback, 
uh, wound up being uh, in the pros, was an excellent quarterback, and everyone expected kind of a high-scoring game, and it, we wound up winning it three to nothing. Oh, <laughs> Scott Hempel, I forgot a, that kicked the field goal about forty-something yards. Well, we drove down, and no one had scored on them on the ground, and we drove right down. We were around the three-yard line, and we fumbled the ball, mm-hmm. and after, that was right in the first quarter. And after that, uh, it was just a defensive struggle, and of course. A lot of people don't realize Era built his teams first on the defense and then took the quarterback and whatever he was best suited at, he'd set the offense around there. But his theory, because we traveled a lot raising money for Neiman Pick, and I used to always ask him these questions. And um, uh, his uh, his biggest uh, person who had the most influence on him was the coach at Tennessee, I think Jack Sutherland, who was a military guy. Uh, and kind of uh, always, Era always looked at field position. Sure. And his theory was, if we don't let the other team score, we can't lose. In sure. fact, that was the talk he gave us at the uh, 71 Cotton Bowl at the halftime score. He came in, he didn't talk to the offense. He brought the defense, brought us all together and said, we cannot lose this game unless you let them score. So Era was very defensive minded. And of course, at that time that I played, I remember... Um, I was a junior. Mike McCoy was a senior. We had Walt Patulski as the sophomore. Greg Marks. I mean, all Mike the names that I remember. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> two number one first players picked in the draft. Right. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, Walt uh, Patulski came here from Syracuse. He was the mo- the highly highest rated fullback, and of course, they offered him number forty four up at Syracuse, where he was up in that area. Ernie Davis's number, but we wound up uh, getting him. And I remember uh, one day they put him at defensive end. They said, go out here and try. And he made this spectacular play. He went through and caught the running back and brought him down. And uh, they kept him in there. So finally, after several weeks of playing nothing but defensive end, um, he went to Era. And he said, you know, uh, coach, you know, I'll do whatever you ask. But, you know, I came here as a fullback, and I'd really like to play that. And I remember Era said to him, well... You are a fullback. We're just lining you up a little different. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's fantastic. <laughs> this is a Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on 96.1 WSBT from the Ivy Court Inn and Suites with former Notre Dame player for Coach Eric Parsegian, uh, Peter Chivarilli. Uh, it's great that you let off with the defense because most people just think mostly of offense, him being a tactician, John Hewitt, Joe Theismann, Tom Clements and everything. But he did have an infinity for that. And we talked last week about how he came out of the Navy and you talk about that military influence and that goes right with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that was era. You know, he, uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a, well, here, let me put it to you this way. Uh, the first time I met Coach Kelly, we talked, he was in Chicago and we had a dinner. And he said, well, you know, my kind of game is kind of up-tempo. It's kind of fast. And, um, you know, it's going to be a little different than what you're used to. And um, I kind of laughed. And um, he said, why? What, what's, what's funny? I said, well, our 1970 team holds not the Notre Dame record, the NCAA record for most plays running a game. We <laughs> really? Aver- we averaged 92.4 games plays Jeez, per space. game in 1970. <laughs> And, uh, and and Coach Kelly said, I think you might be a little off. So I, I went and got a actual book, and I marked it, and I sent it to him <laughs> with, with the thing, you know. But that's that's the kind of offense we had. Uh, I remember in the Navy game, Arab hated to run up the score. 
but you know we were sometimes dominant and in those days it was like kind of hit and miss with navy sometimes they'd be incredibly good and then they have a year where guys graduated they weren't maybe as strong and i but i remember one game um i think it was in 69 uh we set the all-time notre dame record for yardage we had 720 yards and he was just running (laughs) the ball between the tackles and jim riley was one of our all-american left tackle and um, they were yelling at halftime, you guys are walking up to the line of scrimmage. No one's hustling. After the game, when they saw the statistics, they right. said, Coach, no wonder we were all tired. 700-plus <laughs> yards, 90-some plays a game. That's unbelievable. 92.4. Especially, especially yeah. even in this day and age. Right, I mean, yeah. you, you don't see that many plays getting well, you run. And don't forget, we huddled on every play. <laughs> right, there was no fast. You know, right, today, right. You know, I mean. It was just an error would break down every aspect of the game. You know, he'd tell you the average play is four seconds. Uh, the longest play is the kickoff. It takes seven seconds. He'd have everything broken down. And when you broke it down to the average number that were run, you were actually of, of actual contact and playing was under five minutes. So he'd push and say, we're going to get you in the greatest shape so you can play as hard as you can for five minutes. I mean, everything he did was, and, and you you got to understand, I brought him back once. He did an interview with Tom Lemming, uh, uh, the one who picks the best players in the yep. country. Right. And he didn't know Tom, and Tom was dying to get him on his show. And Eris said, you know, I, I don't know him, but, you know, could you come with us? And I said, yeah. And... Uh, and ringtone, I, I like your ringtone on there. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I know. I'm doing an interview, and I got this is our trumpet player Lee Lackney, who produced. Oh he he produced our. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I put you on the air. Cause, cause you're like me. That's live radio for yeah, you. Yeah, you got a you got a face for radio, just like me. <laughs> well, that's why Vince and I are on here. Let me call you back as soon as I finish. I'm bragging about you. Okay. So any, anyway, I love it. Yeah, no, it was just. Uh, <clears throat> it was just funny because, uh, you know, uh, he went with Tom. We met afterwards. I said, Eric, I'd like to show you the inside of, you know, the locker room and what the facilities. And he didn't want to go. He never wanted to ever interfere. And I said, no, no, there's no one there. It'll be no problem. Well, we walked in and there's these big lockers. And he's looking and he observes everything. And uh, he's looking in there and there's six pairs of shoes of one, eight pairs of another, two helmets. This, that. And he's, he's going, why all the equipment? I said, no, they change off. And, and he started laughing because uh, when we were here, what you came in and got as a freshman, you that had in your senior year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was an attention to detail guy because John Dampier was here last week, and he said the first time Coach saw John Dampier's stance, he went over to him and said, move that stance about three inches. Yeah. He corrected his stance. Oh, yeah. Let oh, me yeah. ask you, wherever, were you ever called uh, from the tower? We ask every era player, were you, did you ever hear the voice of God from the tower call you out on the field? <laughs> well, no, basically, Eric used to like me to stand next to him. I wasn't going to play much. If, if I went in the game, I don't know if you remember, Remember Red Auerbach from the bus? Sure. When he liked, lit the cigar, cigar, you knew the game was won. Oh, is that when you so, got put yeah. in? So when I went in, the place <laughs> would go crazy because they, the they knew where Aaron, it was sure victory. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about um, the statue outside the stadium. You're a prominent figure in that. Tell us the situation that caused that to happen and then uh, the, maybe a little bit of the background of getting that statue made. Well, <laughs> you know... Um, 
uh, uh, that's that's the trumpeter. Who was the other one? Was the trombone? Now yeah. you have the trumpeter. Yeah, trumpet. right. <laughs> I, they all call me while I'm doing a radio interview. Mike, I have to call you back, okay, buddy? I'm doing a radio interview. I'll call you. But uh, so what happened was, uh, what what happened? Uh, uh, Leahy's uh, players contacted me and they said, you know, we're doing a statue for Coach Leahy. We're selling these little miniatures. And I bought one to help support him. I thought, gee, how nice. And then when the statue came, uh, of course, they brought it in and they put it on campus. So I thought, geez, what a great thing, uh, you know, that they did for their coach. And it kind of gave me the idea. So I called Era and said, Coach, you know, I, now this is while he was well retired and all he was doing was dedicating his life to raising money for the Neiman Pick to save kids' lives. And he said, Peter, they're... Don't waste your time, and uh, it's it's hard. Notre Dame, you know, uh, you know it's it's going to be difficult to get it through. And I said, Oh no, it shouldn't be. Well, little did I know, and and of course, what I didn't realize, um, it, I, there never had been a statue of anybody still living at that time. Oh wow! Okay. So, <clears throat> but I started, and I had a little prototype made, and it 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 just wasn't impressive. Um, and I tried to go around a little bit, so I had a bigger one made, and it was much better. But it's still, so I had the one that we currently use. In fact, uh, I just got permission. Uh, Era's wife asked me to put it by his gravesite. Oh, wow. And um, so we're having a special thing made to put the prototype one uh, right there. Was that Jerry McKenna that did the... Yeah, uh, Jerry. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jerry, right. Okay. And in fact, Jerry's the one who is doing the special work and we oh I great bought, guy i yeah. bought a big stone it comes from norway and actually my stone is the identical same stone i didn't realize that era picked and i'm just a short distance away from him mm -hmm. and coach kelly who was i was very close with but anyway it was a thing where i didn't realize it had to go to the sculpture <laughs> committee and it and all these different things <clears throat> and i remember uh, we, you know, I went where we wanted to put it was across, like, from the Snipe Museum, and someone came there from there. And I don't remember they, they used to have all those displays out in front, right. right? And they were going, "Oh, you know, the statue. It's another another piece of uh, of um, copper iron." And uh, I said, "Yeah, but this this is a guy who brought Notre Dame football back and spent sure the last, all these years of his life because there was still living." raising money to save kids lives mm -hmm. i said you got all twisted bumpers and everything over there on the front lawn <laughs> so i didn't i i i didn't i didn't endure myself to them <laughs> but, no no insult meant to modern art right no but it took a, it took a number of years to convince them i and, hadn't heard that story. and the well. one who really helped I mean, actually, almost seven years before we actually got to go ahead to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and Kevin White came up with the idea of, um, you know what, uh, we'll put it on athletic department property. And that was the final thing that helped. But I, I used to come in from being on tour with the band to go to meetings, and we tried different ideas. And, and a lot of people were trying to help. Uh, Bill Scholl was at sure. that time working on it. And we everyone wanted to do it, but we had to just get this approval and get it all done. And uh, I remember uh, uh, Jerry had about 200 photos and era had them and they never spoke to each other and they both picked that same picture uh -huh. now era 
picked it because he loved he he didn't want a statue he said i don't want to look like a dictator he loved it because it showed a lot of emotion it showed him what the players, players right the victory and everything else mm -hmm. and of course jerry loved it because there were four figures he got a lot more money so, <laughs> so so it, it uh it turned out, uh, and I, I remember the final approval. I had to fly to Texas to do the final approval, and Jim Frawley was sent to fly out with me, and we went out to Jerry's place, and we're looking at the statue, and it looked magnificent. And by the way, um, um, I used what they call artistic license. I told Jerry, because I was with Dampier uh -huh. and Mike Creaney, who were both 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Right. And I had to make me 6'1". So, <laughs> so I, said, I said, you can't make me that small standing next to me. So I That's used that. Great. But we're looking at the statue, and I'm saying, God, it's magnificent. But there was something that kept bothering me. And I said to Jim, I said, Jim, do you notice anything? And he goes, no, it looks great. But what it was, when they, they put it on in pieces, the, the legs were on the opposite where his feet were like sticking out like right. as if he put his shoes on the wrong foot. <laughs> and so I, I said to Jim first and then when he saw it he said, you know, you're right. And then we told Jerry and then he had a take it off and change it around. But it worked out beautiful and we got it. I mean, right now um, where it's located, uh, Doug Marsh has been trying to help us because we're, when they rebuilt, you know, when they added the addition, it got moved to a place where um, now we have like a pop-up uh, place for sales for merchandise and then they fence it off where you could come from the stadium and get in there and then with the uh, security uh, it's almost impossible mm -hmm. to get to the statue now right across directly in line with gate <coughs> B where it's the Zaraparsegian gate there's a little um, there's like a berm it's flat and it's got a big curb uh, and so I, I've asked if we could possibly have the committee consider moving it where people could come sure. and get a picture and of course uh, even Eric's wife had asked if I could do it and she's the most wonderful you know she's 94 when we went to meet at the cemetery uh, we had a 1.30 meeting with Jerry McKenna um, I got there about 1.15 it was pouring rain she was already parked she drove herself and she was standing there with the umbrella uh, to, and she just like Eric, she was watching to make sure you know everything was and she liked it and she was happy so i think um you know doug was very encouraging he took the time out to meet me on friday afternoon uh so we'll see i, I think that would be something where it'd be in a place where everyone could go up get a picture uh whatever you know when will you know when that's going to happen you well you know uh it's notre dame right so, and <laughs> so, not say anymore well, you don't say anymore. You know, I always tell everybody about Woodrow Wilson. Uh, he used to be the president of Princeton University. And then he left and he ran for president of the United States. And when people would ask him, why did you leave Princeton? He told them he got tired of the politics. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that, that's great. Peter, where did the time go? I'm going to check with you to see if maybe the Stanford game or the bowl game, maybe we can talk on the phone because I want to talk about all the good things Chicago does and you do for the University of Notre Dame. So I'll check with you because our time's up. We got Corey Mann okay. in the bullpen waiting here and stuff. Corey Mays here in, in, in the bullpen and stuff too. But I really, really appreciate you being here. Hope you have a blessed and thankful uh, Thanksgiving next week. And uh, I watch, appreciate watch the friendship us, too. Watch us on the Macy's Parade and then the tree lady in the Rockefeller Parade. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, we, we will. Hey, real quick, do you want to give a score for today? 
today I'm I'm going to say uh, I'll say 38 to uh, 17. There 38 go. to 17. Like you got it. it. And that's Peter Chivarelli, longtime player under ERA, longtime manager of the Hall of Fame band uh, Chicago, and big booster of Notre Dame. This is WSBT's Game Day, live from the porch or live from the inside the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We'll be right back with Corey Mays. Your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering. Go to WingsETC.com. By United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly. Drink wiser. By the Skillet. Why would you go through the trouble of Thanksgiving when Skillet can do it all for you? Call the Skillet today for a no-fret, no-mess Thanksgiving at 574-234-6069. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. And by State Farm Insurance Agent Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Call my man Tim at 232-9981. Little Disco Inferno there. You're a little... Yeah, did, that's what you and your wife did for a birthday. You went out disco dancing. Oh, I right? mean, is there any doubt in your mind that I can cut a rug on a floor that glows? Yeah, uh, I gotta look look on our table. You've got your flares on and your and your platform shoes on. And everything. I mean, I'm five eight, so any kind of platform shoe would be very beneficial to me. So our next guest has his cell phone sitting on his lap, and who knows, it might go off, and we might not. He might be talking to anybody. That Guys, hold on, Oprah's calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Live radio, live radio. We gotta love it. Our next guest is a former Notre Dame uh, linebacker and NFL linebacker, and he's now a football analyst on Inside uh, Notre Dame Football. And this Corey Mays, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How I'm, you doing? It's did, senior were, day. Were you? Yeah, it is. Were you enjoying standing back there listening to some of those stories from the past? It's great. You know, <laughs> as, there's so many stories. It's just, you know, it's countless stories that are out here. And you wonder how things come to fruition on campus and, you know, how things come to be. So it's, it's amazing to hear. So, Corey, so talk about, you know, say, a senior day. So do you re remember your senior day? I do remember senior day. It's how about very, running out there? What was that like? It's emotional because, yes. you know, those Three, three, well, four years that you're here, you, you really take those things for granted because it becomes your new normal, right? So, you know, like seeing celebrities and it, like Regis Philbin, we're like, move out the way. I'm trying to get into the locker room all the time. You know, like <laughs> those things aren't normal, right. right? To have a situation like that. So you really realize how special this place is that last game out. I remember having so much fun that game. Uh, obviously, when you, you go out winning, it's, it's a lot of fun. We played Syracuse that day, and we had so much fun just running around and, and playing the game. And you, wanna, you want to win your last game here in that stadium. Absolutely. And that's the dichotomy can be sometimes. Sometimes teams come out, and they're so emotional, they don't perform very well in the, in the beginning. So put your football analysts on. So you think this team's going to step up to that challenge today of keeping that under control? I think they absolutely will. Uh, what used to... Uh, I think would make a coach nervous is the night before, and I'm not sure they do that, but we would stand up um, as a team, and those seniors, those guys who it was there last year, they would tell the story or just kind of kind of heartfelt, uh, you, know, you know, what they were going to miss and, and moving on, and, and sometimes I guess the allergies were really, uh, pollen count was really high in the room because <laughs> the guys' eyes were watering. But uh, I think for this day, guys will play with passion. 
you know, and, and leave the emotion outside of this. I think guys are proud. They want to uh, go out knowing that, you know, they're keeping that home game uh, winning streak alive. And I think that's something, uh, especially taking into next year with the schedule, you know, that's going to be super special. I, I, I could only imagine what it's like to run out of the tunnel normally, but then to run out and see your family at the end there, just ready to greet you on senior day, that has to take it to a whole other level. You know what? I don't remember if we actually did that my senior year. Really? I feel like we just ran out. They said our names and we ran out. Or <laughs> I, I actually can't even remember what we did, you know, um, and that's bad. But, <laughs> but, but you I remember, remember winning, game. which is... I remember which is, the game, right? Hey, so. right. Hey, what took you to that point? Just like Peter, from, you're from Chicago. Yes. So did you grow up uh, wanting to play for Notre Dame? And what was that recruitment process like well, to get to the, that senior day? I, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And uh, you, as you know... If White Sox fan? Been, uh, I, by, you have to be <laughs> yeah. because you're on the south side. But, you know, if you go to a Cubs game, it's a lot more fun. There you go. There, I'll take it. He's a politician. I, I hope there isn't a crowd waiting for me. <laughs> but growing up on the south side of Chicago, the Notre Dame logo seems to be everywhere. There's, there's always marketing. So I think uh, there was always a subconscious uh, marketing plan in place for me to go to Notre Dame. So, I mean, it's just it's just something special that you always see in the football culture. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't I, I, I don't know. It's meant to be for me. That's all I can say. Do you remember that first visit that a coach came to your house? Yeah, I do. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Madison uh, oh, coming to Chicago wow. and uh, Bob Davey coming to the high school. So, I mean, it, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it was just something special. I mean, it was just something different that set itself apart from all the other schools. Every other school is telling you how great you're going to be. But in Notre Dame, it was, you know, it was how you, great you were going to be in life, not just as a football player. Tim Growl, Vince Adario here at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on 96.1 the WSBT. And we're with former Notre Dame and uh, NFL linebacker uh, Corey Mays. So you start on special teams and just matriculated every year, got a little more going and stuff. Did you guys on your team have starters like we see Chase Claypool on the Notre Dame special teams as well as starting as wide receiver? Were you were starters also playing special teams, I guess? You had a few um, guys that did that, but for the most part, to watch him last week score those touchdowns, mm -hmm. to be on the sideline and watch him score those touchdowns and then get right on kickoff, he is so NFL ready, it's it's not even funny. Those are the things that are going to set you apart. So for any young player out there, you know, Bill Belichick told us our rookie year, if you don't play special teams, you know, you have no place on the team. Because if you're not sure. a starter, you have to play special teams. And those are the things that guys need to take seriously. You need to take it seriously anyway to win right. games because that is the hidden yardage. Those are the things that separate your team. Uh, but, you know, a guy like that, Chase Claypool, he is a special player. And Vince, wasn't he? He's from Canada and really didn't even start playing football till his sophomore year in high school. Well, he was more of a basketball player. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. Yep, and the competition in Canada obviously is not what it is in the United States. So a little bit of a learning curve when he got to Notre Dame, but I'd say he... Uh, has gotten past that just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, body control is incredible. It's unbelievable. And, and we just found out this week he's been playing with a couple of busted fingers, which... I didn't hear how, that. How is that even possible, the way he really? controls the ball wow. in the air with 10 digits that are not all, you know, yeah. ready to roll? So I... 
that just makes it even more impressive to me. You talk about that competition up in Canada. Didn't he let slip last week in the press conference that he scored 10 touchdowns in one game? When he was a kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 10 touchdowns I, in I a game. I could see that. Yeah, I, I could see that. that. I could too. So you made the transition from Notre Dame uh, into the NFL, and you just uh, dropped a bombshell of a name, and you know everybody's going to want to ask, uh, what do you got to say about the Coach Belichick, or what do you, uh, any stories or anything there? I tell you what, you talk about a guy that's going to have you ready to win and so prepared going into a game. Uh, he's a master thinker. He's someone uh, that makes you want to work, makes you want to run through a wall. So I have nothing bad to say about the guy, but I will say this, he is a... Uh, funny guy outside of the media. Really? Those things that people don't know. Yeah, he's hilarious. Those teams. I wouldn't have, would you have guessed that? Oh, nobody would have guessed that. <laughs> but I, I could see how, I mean, he did go to the costume party, right, with uh, Randy Moss or whatever a long yeah, time ago. That's true. I, I could see him having a fun side to him. He's just not going to show the press that side. Uh, no. I would say that that is accurate. So, Corey, uh, so now you've got your your analyst hat on nowadays, and uh, you know you're doing that after after every home game with Darren Pritchett, uh, who works with us. And uh, kinda, how's that been going? Is it a little bit different being on the other side of it? Really, it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. Uh, I I enjoy every minute of it. As you guys know, this is intoxicating uh, to yeah. talk sports, and it's just something that you know when you love what you do, uh, it, it just exudes. It just comes out of you. So I mean, I've really just been just enamored with the whole situation this year, being able to talk Notre Dame football and go to the game and, and, and everything else. I think it's, to me, it's a dream come true. Right. It's one thing to be an analyst for any other game, but to do it at your alma mater, that's special. Oh, this is something special. And you get to see so many different <clears throat> things uh, that you didn't see as a player. You get to see the behind the scenes and everything else that goes on from the tailgating uh, to the officiating to, you know, the game day routine. So I think it's just, it's really something different and really something special. And, it, it, and again, you realize how many things you've taken for granted when you're playing. Well, it's amazing how much goes on behind the scenes just for a football game. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you guys as players are totally locked into what you need to do, but there is so much that goes into what the Notre Dame game day experience is and sure. that everything that happens behind the scenes from a media standpoint and a game day ops standpoint. I mean, it, it's a production. It's it is amazing. a full production. Yeah. And you have to realize how many businesses are built around it. You know, so I think that's that's the other thing that when uh, players get to see that other side, they can truly appreciate yeah. what fully goes into a, a game day experience. Yep. So Vince has got some questions here we want to ask you since you follow the team so closely. Yeah, since you're locked in, these should be a piece of cake for you. So we like to ask our guests uh -oh. four questions. We call them the fast four, all right? So uh, you get to put your thinking cap on here. All right, here we go. Number one, will one of Notre Dame's running backs have more yards than Boston College's number two running back, Bailey? He averages about <laughs> 76 a game. Yes, today, yes. Yes, I'm going with the faithful <laughs> offensive line today, yes. I yes. like it, I like and, it. And the defense stepping up and shutting them down. There you go, I love that. All right, number two, Boston College gives up 302 passing yards a game. Will Ian Book top his season high of 360 today? 
I think he at least matches it today. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll, <laughs> they're going to be sending receivers flying down the field. That's Especially the matchup, with right? Lindsey and Claypool and Kemet. <laughs> I yeah, think it's the, just, hey, all streaks. Everybody go. Yeah. Aren't I, they like 123rd on pass defense or something yes, like that? It's pretty bad. They're not good. Yeah. Uh, let's just put it that way. They're, there's room for improvement. How's no that wide sound? receiver screens. Just throw just There you go. Throw it 50 just yards go. Down Lindsay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Seeing 25 go on a, a fly pattern yeah. is, is exciting. Yes, to say the least. absolutely. So, all right, third question. The Boston College defense has allowed more than 600 yards three times this season. Will Notre Dame break 500 yards? I think so they will today. Uh, I think um, they're really (laughs) – they have to let it loose today. It's the last home game, uh, last time recruits can be in this building. You need to see them flying high. And you want to keep that momentum, right? I mean, the last few games that they've had offensively, (laughs) I mean, they're heading this direction. You well, know. I think it's, it's it's the fast start. Yeah. That has been Absolutely. the key yep. to getting things rolling. I agree. Seven straight possessions with a score last week. Let's build on that. That's yep. pretty impressive. All right, last question. Will A.J. Dillon, Boston College's running back, the amazing Grandson of back, Tom Gatewood. That's right. So will A.J. Dillon rush for more yards than Chase Claypool and Chris Fink's combined receiving yards? Ooh. Man, I make you think about that look, one. Look, look, look. If you put the game away early, you get some starters out, then perhaps right. he can build up some yards like Navy did last week. That's mm-hmm. true. So maybe I'll give you that one. <laughs> Sounds you know, good. But Sounds good. I think you want to shut them down early. Boston College, their identity is to run the ball Absolutely. regardless. Yep. They're going to find different schemes and different ways to, to line up and continue to run the ball. Like, that's their MO. Oh, yeah. They'll give Dylan the ball 40 times if they have yeah, to. Sure. And, he, and he loves And he'll that. take it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But that was our Fast Four with Corey Mays. Corey, you uh, have a prediction for the score. I'm thinking 42 to 14. Oh, that's a great pick. That was my pick in the magazine. Oh, oh, well, that's a fantastic pick. Okay, all right. Okay, quit the the loving it. Your phone just went off, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Corey, we appreciate you coming in here. We will catch up with you uh, again another time because we really enjoyed this. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show live from the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites to get a reservation for your book or your out of town uh, guest for a place. Call the Ivy Court at 574-277-6500. We'll be right back with Tavon Coney. And your game day show is brought to you by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill. Text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. <clears throat> buy Mega Liquor and Smoke with dozens of locations in Indiana and Michigan. You're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. By Lechleitner Door. At Lechleitner, we open <clears throat> all the right doors. By Kyle's Auto Repair. A dead battery is no fun. Have yours tested at Kyle's Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka. By Krennic RV Center. Family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. Exit 39 off <clears throat> I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. By Ivy Court Inn and Suites Boutique Hotel. Steps away from the University of Notre Dame. And by Hotspot Wi-Fi Pods, providing Wi-Fi and mobile device support services through patented Wi-Fi Pods to ensure your event stays connected and engaged. That's HotspotWiFiPods.com. Last show, you picked the music because I keep picking it. I'll let you pick the music. Uh, no, you did a great <laughs> job. I like it. Gets me all fired up coming back in. There we go. There we go. Hey, our next guest is a, a recent Notre Dame uh, graduate, about as close as we can get to having a former player uh, on. He's going to have a really good perspective since senior day to him was not too far along, and that's uh, former Notre Dame linebacker from West Palm Beach 
Tavon Coney. Good morning, Tavon. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Hey, before we get to that uh, senior day um, memory, West Palm Beach. So when you came up here, when was the first snow that you saw? <laughs> and did you, did you think about changing your mind? Oh, man, I, I was 17 years old. You no, know, first time seeing snow, and I was like, wow. Like, I, I know if I signed up for this, uh, you know. But it was an experience, that, you know, of enjoyment and surprising as well. But just having the guys around who helped me get through it was everything, you know. So the coaches, they didn't say that. They include that in their uh, recruiting package. They said, well, you'll be a good student. We'll get you a good degree, and we'll get you on a good football team. But they didn't tell you there was snow and cold up in South Bend. No, nah, no. Nah, they, <laughs> gave, they gave me all the important details like that, which was obviously the most important. But the snow part, uh, I didn't think I signed off for that one. Yeah, did, did you have a winter coat when you got up here, or did you have to get one once you got up here? Oh, man, I did not have a winter coat. Man, I had a thin hoodie that uh, I thought was going to get me through. And it was like, this all you brought? I'm like, yeah, that's all I had. Like, you know, but... You know, some experience for sure. That's why all the local stores, they just love it when people come That's in. Right. New students come in from out of town and everything, too. So, uh, Tavon, talk about um, senior day and stuff, what that means. Because we were talking earlier about there's a potential of there being too much emotion, you know, because of this or not. Tell us about your senior day. You know, for me, it was important not to get too high, not to get too low. You know, <laughs> just stay in the middle and just enjoy it. You know, all the hard work you've spent for the last four years, you know, of having the opportunity to to play in the stadium, you know, uh, graduate from prestigious university, just embracing the moment, you know, embracing your family and all your loved ones around and, you know, your brother, your coaches that you've been experiencing through the ups and downs, you know. So for me, it was just embracing the moment, you know, and just, just staying in the moment, you know, not getting too high, too low. And you were a leader on the team, so was that anything that you had to address or did you guys get together and talk about that at all? Oh, yeah, for sure, because at the time we were, you know, on our journey to wanting to win a national championship, so, you know, it was, emo it was very emotional for the seniors who, you know, last home game, but also a journey for us to go to win that championship. So we had to put our goals, you know, in front of us. Like, okay, we want to win that championship. That's the most important thing. But also being appreciative of the seniors for, you know, the standards they've set over the last four years. So just being appreciative of the moment and understanding what the moment is and, and not, you know, like not getting too high or too low. Vince had a asked a very good question of, of Corey about running out of the uh, tunnel, and Corey didn't quite remember running out in the hotel. I'm trying to get his attention as he's standing back there on his phone or whatever. So do you remember running out and meeting your parents in the middle of the field? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. It, it was a blur. You know, I was kind of nervous. You know, I was kind of sad as well, but also excited to play the game. So I had a lot of emotion that day, you know, so it, it, was, it was tough. So from Florida, you know, you, you, get, you get Notre Dame coming in from the north. Uh, you know, I'm sure that they probably weren't the first school you thought about when going to college and playing football. So kind of take us back to kind of how that recruitment went and how you felt when Notre Dame came down and maybe some other schools that were in the running for your services. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always standing, standing state, you know, going to a state school and, you know, being close to home, you know. But having an opportunity to visit Notre Dame and seeing the difference and, you know, how – how different it was from, like, what I knew, you know, and um, just opening up my mind, you know, opening up opportunity, you know, and that's kind of what I did. I embraced the opportunity that I was given, and, you know, I seen things that I liked, like, you know, great university, you know, uh, great support staff, great academics, great football program. Those are the things that I value, and once I seen that Notre Dame had that to offer, you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't turn down. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. We're live from the lobby of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. I'm Tim Growl, Vince D'Addario, and we're talking with former Notre Dame linebacker Tavon Coney. So a lot of players, you know, get to play on good teams. A lot of people get to play on iconic places like Notre Dame. A lot of people don't get to play on a good team, Notre Dame, undefeated. 
Take us back to that undefeated season last year. What stands out? When did that change that you think you, or did you know in summer camp that this was going to be a special team? Man, that offseason was great. You know, everyone bought into to the system that Coach Kelly, you know, had for us, you know. And when you had a group of guys who was, you know, young, had some veterans who were all bought in, who, who wanted to win, who wanted to listen to the coaching and wanted to make the changes. And I think that was the biggest difference when you have a group of guys who, who buy into the system and, and work as hard as they can, you know, to just to win. And I think that's what we did. And it, that's what helped us the most. Any game in particular stand out to you? Hmm. Man, uh... Got a lot of them. A lot of them. Man, you were a hard hitter. I would say, I would say uh, Michigan. I would say Michigan. That was a game early in the season, you know, <laughs> where... We had to win that game. You know, it was, it was early season. It was a must win, you know. So just to come out that game, and I was able to recover the fumble after uh, Jerry Tilly made a great play. And, um, you know, so recover the fumble, us to win that game. Um, it was a great start to, to a really good season. So did you intercept that pass in your career? Yes, I did. And you recovered a fumble? Yes. So which of the two would you prefer? I would prefer the interception, but <laughs> but I don't like how the interception end how I, I failed. So you know, sometimes I try not to remember that because uh, I don't like how it ended. But I'm I'm grateful for all the moments. That you know, I is had. that a bad thought if I pursue that and ask you what was bad about the way it ended? I failed. Like, I, and, and it's crazy <laughs> is I caught the interception. I don't know how I failed. All my friends are like, "Great play, but dude, how did you not score?" And I'm like. I don't, I don't have an answer for you guys. I, I don't know how I felt. Like, I honestly don't know. As soon as you intercepted it, you saw that feel. And you I were just like, got too <laughs> excited. And I just, next thing you know, the whistle blew. And I was like, how am I on the ground? Like, how am I not, how did I not score? So, do we, uh, do you well, have? I want to ask a, yeah. a couple, uh, a little bit here. So, uh, talking about this year's team, obviously, all the talk in the offseason was how are, is Notre Dame going to replace you and Drew Tranquil at the yeah, linebacker good position? Co- good question. And, you know, Drew White and Asmar Bilal mm-hmm. came in, and, and uh, I think there was a lot of question marks from, from goofballs like us who don't know what we're talking about. And, uh, man, talk about what they've brought to this team and how they've kind of a, ascended to, you know, fill your guys' shoes, which were pretty big. I mean, I think overall we had a well-rounded group. You know, we knew those guys were working, you know, behind scenes, making sure that when their opportunity came and that they were ready. You know, I, we always believed in me and Drew always believed that those guys were going to be ready when, when it was time for us to depart. And, and it was their time. And I think this year they're doing a great job of stepping in and, you know, buying into the coaching and doing what they can, you know, to, to win games. When you, when you step in to play in that, that middle linebacker position, that leader on the defense, does it take time to just get comfortable in there and I mean just reading everything and just being in the middle with with everything flying in front of you I mean it, Asmar Bilal for example I mean you know he started out well but he has just gotten so much better as the season has gone on your first year starting in the middle was it kind of similar I mean you just getting used to how everything's flowing around definitely it's definitely growing pains in it you know a different responsibility you know it's, it's a different role you know but it's a role that you're embracing I've taught Asmar you know over the offseason it's something he's embracing wanting to get better at so I'm happy to see the progress of him you know slowly growing and because I, I told him and obviously it's going to get better you know just stay at it and that's what he's done I'm sure he appreciates you coming back and giving him some uh, uh, advice of that and everybody always says you know I've been doing this for 20 years how tight-knit the Notre Dame team is and everybody stays in contact and stuff uh, you've just been out a year but you're looking forward to keeping all those contacts for you through your life oh yeah for sure man this, this is a brotherhood I think that's the biggest thing I've taken from Notre Dame besides the education is it's the support staff and the brotherhood that you're going to have for life you know um, when they really say it 4 for 40 I really feel it now just my first year being out I still have those relationships where you can call coaches you can call former players and they're going to reach out to you and they're going to make sure you're, you know, you're good and there was some things that they did while you were here as well so just having that 
that connection, just having that brotherhood, you know, you can't replace it. You're right. It's a true, it's a true second family. Stuff too. How about a score of the game today before we let you go? Who? Uh, man, not good. I'm not good with those, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, you can give us high your impressions, scoring, too. High yeah. scoring, low scoring. What do you think kind of uh, game it's going to be? It's the Holy Wars. BC a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, things going to be a tough game. I think, I think both teams are going to play hard, but uh, I think Notre Dame will come out. They're going to win. And, you know, it's a home game. I know the guy's going to play really hard and, you know, play for the fans, play for, for each other, obviously, and the coaches. And, you know, play to continue to just win this season as well. So, you know, I'm excited, and, and I'm, I'm excited for them guys to go out there and just play hard. Well, one last question for you. So Notre Dame's wearing the throwbacks to 1988 today. Mm. So uh, wow. when you you were here what did you think about wearing like the alternate jerseys and just you know something different how did you feel about that kind of stuff it's a it's a hot button topic for the fans so um very unique i love that it just it was something to look forward to something to just spice up and you know just to have something to it's just always something to look forward to for the fans as well to just see the different uniform and just have something different you know every now and then you know can't like hurt it. we appreciate you uh coming out today and you have a good day Put on that winter coat, extra coat, and yes, stay warm sir. today, okay? Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Tavon Coney. This is a WSBT Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show. We'll be right back. Your Game Day Show is brought to you by Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue. Save the stress. And bring your turkey or ham to Fishers by November 23rd. That's today, by the way. And they'll smoke them to moist, juicy perfection. South 11th Street, just over the state line in Niles. By Edward Jones, making sesame invention. Wow, making sense of investing. Contact Matt Wilson in South Bend or Pablo Rodriguez in Granger. By Eddy Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddy Street Commons. By Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination. And McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. By Budweiser, great times are waiting. Grab some buds. And by Legacy Heating and Air. They offer efficient and affordable options when it comes to heating your home. Take advantage of 0% financing or rebates up to $1,700 on select Daikin Heating System. Schedule a free estimate at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. What another great season here at the Ivy Court in, in Suisse. We want to thank Jessica and her entire staff for being such wonderful hosts. Big thank you to the delicious barbecue each and every home game here from Rob and Dave. And we want to have a big shout-out to Jeremy Mays, who helps us uh, here at the site for every show, and then Matt Embry back in the studio. Don't go anywhere as your coverage continues with Sports Beat, followed by Notre Dame Tailgate pregame show, kickoff at 2.30 p.m. And remember to join Sean Stiers and Reggie Brooks for the official postgame show. Next week's game time has not been announced, so please listen to WSBT this week for showtimes. But we'll hope you'll plan to join us prior to the annual matchup of the Irish and Stanford. Thank you for joining us on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. This is your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 